0: Well, since we've chatted, um, you've been busy, I've been busy. Sometimes, you know, I look and what, have my, what am I busy at? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's not good. But I thought um, as we wind ourselves uh, into our second podcast and maybe talk, uh, unless you, you re- would like to talk, ab- or unless we go into a different area, that we talk more about the current relationships that the... First Nations communities, specifically Songhees, the ones you're aware of, have with industry? I mean, let's give it a grade. Is is it, I don't think it's, I think it could use a lot of improvement. <laughs> and that's what we're here to do. And so I'm just curious, you know, your viewpoints on that.
1: Well, it's interesting you would bring that, that issue up. But, um, you know, we're all for partnerships working with industry, but sometimes... We feel we get led down the garden path, and I think you've heard that before. Mm -hmm. Um, Here in Victoria, uh, I have built up many relationships with industry and work, and I have to actually slow down because sometimes I can't find enough First Nations that want to move into that field of work. Really? Yeah. Too many jobs. There, there is too many wow. jobs for First Nations people. Uh-huh. And that's where I go back to getting away from whether you're from band or A, men. B, C, or oh, okay. D. You know, um, if you look at the bigger picture, the Aboriginal people here in um, our territory, I say that because it's a shared territory between between the Lekwangan people, uh, people and the Sinshotlan people and the Couchan people and when i when you say those kind of things and you're inclusive to those people and make them feel welcome you'll have a much more broader scope of people being interested in some of the things that you bring forward but when you approach bands and have one two three ten twelve bands it can get quite cumbersome and if you were inclusive and we have ways of doing that. We have the Khulnukh office, which which funds First Nation staff in each of the communities. They have an employment counselor or somebody working in employment in each of the communities. And that comes from the Khulnukh office, which comes from a Coastalish Employment Trading Society. Mm-hmm. Not a huge amount of money, but it's there. And um, but, you know, the relationships <coughs>
0: can be a lot better from industry side. And my experience from industry side, even though at this moment there might be too many jobs, um, at least from, from a peninsula perspective, which is where I focus my efforts, mm-hmm. um, they certainly, uh, industry in general, needs to work much harder at building relationships with the First Nations communities there. And, and just as a start, getting to know who everyone is, who the, you know, who the employment counselor is on a regular basis, that seems to be a start. Because if we go towards, okay, how can we help? You know, that's the big question. Well, how can we help? Um, that's impossible to answer. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we sort of first have to get to know each other mm-hmm. uh, before we can help. Uh, now, you know a ton of industry already. There's huge capacity that you have. That's why we're doing this podcast, to, to you know, capture some of your experience. Anyway, uh, so so at this stage, you have too many jobs. I don't know if we want <laughs> to...
1: No, I, I enjoy what I do, though. Um, you know, if the industry wanted to collaborate with First Nations people, um, sometimes that we have a hard time securing... It's the little pots of money that make the difference, and it's sad to say, but sometimes we get caught up in issues about having proper ID even to to move forward. Some of our younger people and older, I'm afraid to say, that you know they don't even have the proper ID to to move forward. Um, that's some of the reasons we do skill investment in some of the... Driving license things that we do for Aboriginal yeah. people.
0: Yeah, for for our um, what are we at now? Two million listeners? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're actually I'm in your office at the wellness center at Songhees, and uh, you're pointing to a board that shows one, two, three, four, five, five courses, five certifications: uh, operator certificate, marine first aid, driver's license. Is this what
1: you're talking about? The idea around around getting certified. Yeah, so if industry was able to collaborate with Aboriginal people uh, on certification, on some certification, I call it skill investment because okay, you know many of our younger people have jobs and they're sometimes they get stuck at and there's nothing wrong with working at it because there's pride in many of the jobs that they're doing, but um, they get stuck at the entry level jobs and they're they stay there. And meanwhile I'm not getting skill investment so they can move into a higher paying job and is that
0: is industry not in at least the industry you're you 've worked with in your lifetime it, are they just not interested in helping are they are they not aware well what do you think because because i 'm looking at that going that's a really
1: valuable investment It's it's a really hard one to answer um I had this discussion with my own kids, yeah. and I look at what, what, what has happened, and I know some people don't like to talk about this matter, but Indian Residential Schools has had, has had its downstream effects, generational effects, even 50 years later or 40 years. Yeah. And trying to grasp and helping young people uh, become increasing their
0: opportunity th-
1: their opportunities in having a better better life than being confined to to the reserve. Sometimes, you know, the grass always looks greener on the other side. But sometimes, reserve life is not conducive to the best yeah. to the best uh, lifestyle for families. And the more we invest in young people and you talk about industry, I think the whole education sy- system needs to be revamped, and we need to sk- start more concentration, not only on the core subjects, but on work experience, you know, at the age of 16, 15.
0: Well, you, you, you and I are, in, we've come to know each other through through a, a project we're working on together, and uh, it's been made clear from both sides, from industry and from yours, that there needs to be orientation, there needs to be uh, education around what a workplace looks like, there needs to be assistance, sort of a ramp, that then includes certification, that then includes uh, experience, uh, sort of like a, almost, at the university they call it co-op. So there are stages Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you and I are going to be, you, you and I are just going to keep working and build those stages because they're not in there. Like there's some companies that, that want to work with a 1st nations community but we're not understanding that there needs to be some, um, there needs to be some um, understanding of how to do that successfully
1: mm-hmm. so
0: that they, so at the end, the person stays at the job.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's not happening enough in my experience.
1: Yeah, we need to increase and have a better quality of life for those people in entry-level jobs and so that they will stay in, in those jobs.
0: And they can and I, move
1: forward. Yeah, and they move forward in, a, in that company. And, and you've heard me refer back to how we were. We were all, at one time in our lifetime, we were all self-sufficient. We didn't accept government funds. And I think I shared that with you in the previous. Yeah. But um, my my dream is that we have really, we rely, one day we'll rely less on band councils to, to provide that better quality of life. And I think by getting our younger people working and having pride in what they're doing um, is really core to who we are and to go back to how we once were uh, a key element to helping get you there
0: is regular, consistent communication. Now, I can say that to you, and my our two million listeners will go, <laughs> it increases every minute. Mm-hmm. We'll go, that sounds like the easiest thing ever. You know, what, come on, can Yet it's the hardest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Regular, consistent, honest communication isn't happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, and
0: and and so so we are we, going to stop that. We're going to, to uh, we're, I mean what we we're going to, stop. We're going to uh, eliminate that issue because as soon as people and HR officers and companies and hiring facilities start to hear some of these basic issues Mm -hmm. um then we're going to start to help young people in a meaningful way i think what do you think about what i've just said
1: i think it's positive um there are so many i don't know we all know what the barriers are we've lived this lifetime and somehow we need to focus on the positive and move in that direction yeah yeah Um,
0: we're, we're we're going to get there yeah um I think key is is this. Uh, so in the new year, uh, if if we are to make the relationship between your community and industry better, we must talk about that regularly, and we must address the issues, and we must pay for the certifications you're referring to on the wall, and we must help folks when they when they stumble,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that would be that should be for everybody,
1: <laughs> really. Yeah, I look back at my lifetime and look at what the federal government, and the role they played in, in our, lack of a better word, upbringing. And they've always come forward and gave more money. And money is really not the issue. Yeah. It's, it's about self-pride. Yes. Um, you know, we, we became more reliant through the mid-60s and more so in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Where the government almost paid everything for us, and we were many of us or some of us became dependent on the federal government. Mm-hmm. And that's normal the human nature. Last eight years, um, I only can speak about this nation, I guess, because I work with this nation. Um, our our unemployment is very very low compared to. Ooh, here I go. Nope. compared to other First Nations, yep. um, many yep. of our young people are working here. Our social development uh, payout is very minimal, um, mainly to people that can't work and handicapped or on social assistance.
0: I think those people are lucky they have you in their camp.
1: Well, it's not only me. We have a team here. And yeah, they, you know, I can never take credit for what we do here independently. We have about five or six people that.
0: Who's on that team? You don't have to name names, but what are their titles? So, so you're a, you're an employment
1: counselor, is, is that what we have? we well, an employment counselor. I, I don't like calling my assistant, but in our job description, she's my assistant. So okay. Uh, but um, she plays a huge role in what I do and uh, supports things. Uh, we meet regularly. We have uh, the social development worker and we have a social a bachelor of social work, or somebody okay. to support supports somebody with severe, you know, those hard yep. things that we have to get over. Yeah, and generally, the nation here doesn't like the pigeonhole. If if there's something, we all get involved in supporting yeah. each other. In, yeah, yeah, In, in an endeavors, and employment yeah. is one of them. Team effort.
0: Yeah, team solve pr- problem solving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well,
1: I uh, think that's amazing. Um, Many other First Nations are doing that as well, but I only could try and talk about this. Nation. Yeah. Well, you have
0: arguably upwards of half a dozen people helping your community with work and employment and issues around work and employment. That's unique, not just to First Nations, to, to like any community. And so, congratulations. <laughs> Thank That's you. why you have the lowest unemployment rate.
1: Yeah, and we have partnerships. You've with made them. a priority. We have partnerships with industry, and that always helps. And First Nations know when an employer is sincere, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it spreads like wildfire. You know, and isn't uh, that
0: interesting? You know, uh, th- th- I think that's a notion that um, that industry doesn't fully appreciate. That that if there's one bad experience, uh. That can multiply negatively faster than maybe uh a general environment or general population. Hmm. And and industry has to be real sensitive
1: to that. Yeah. On the flip side of that, you know, we have a few people that will take advantage of, of you know, the negative side and use that as an excuse. So there'll always be a few like that. <laughs> yes, aren't there? <laughs> In here we're fortunate. It's like we have song geese has entered into a partnership with uh, Camosun College and they rent a building office and they do huge skill investment. Most of our people then move over to the shipyards and are getting you know a decent wage. Um, well we all know what the shipyards like you know they can be busy for six months and go quiet for a few yeah and, and we need to share about you know why are they laid off you know. It's not because of your work performance. It's because Just the they, work. They don't down. have any sales. Yeah, <laughs> there's the no boats. You know, and yeah. that's those are the kind of questions I like, you know, on Facebook. You know, I haven't been called back into work. Yeah, for no. yeah.
0: My son and is a welder.
1: Pick up the phone and phone, and you know, well, this is going on. There's a trucker strike. That's the real example. Yeah, when the last trucker strike was on. Yeah, you know,
0: I uh, my son is a welder, and and yeah, he. he he's busy when when they're busy Mm -hmm. you know okay so that i think we're at 20 minutes which is a good good kick of the can here and and let's continue to dig deeper down in future episodes around around this notion of of how can we make the relationship with industry better and and what can we do we've we've certainly decided and will embark upon enhancing communication (laughs) enhancing awareness you know what do, you, what do you have that needs financing? Let's do that.
1: Right? That idea I have about doing a, a, a handout to employers looking for, for staff, you know, I, I still haven't got very far on it, even though you sent me stuff. That's I've been okay. just really busy and haven't had time to put it together yet. But something like that, you that, know... That's an element to this, right? <laughs> that's, that's just another phase of how we can connect to young totally. people. Totally. And we'll use your website... And we could have contact numbers, like the Willno office out there in the peninsula, yeah. serves everybody here in okay. the Sanage Peninsula and okay. Victoria. And I would gladly introduce you to the the I contact okay. official. Yeah, the contact yeah, the person. Yeah,
0: uh, That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And and let's just we just need to get we we need to exchange more information. But like you said. Just throwing more money at all this is not the answer. Mm-hmm. We actually have to talk to each other, mm-hmm. and most importantly, listen to each other. And industry has to listen more. Mm-hmm. So we're going to we're going to get that really active in 2020. You and I. Anyway, thanks for allowing me into your very busy day. Good luck. I'm going to retire in 2020. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I won't let you. I'm going to go to your house. <laughs> I'm trying to. Well, yeah. thanks so much. Till we meet again. Okay. Thank you.